Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another edition of the Anarchy Arena podcast. Although this time it's not John and Chris, it's Bing and Bang, the Trigger Brothers, for this week's show of Gun Talk. Oh, oh, okay. It's it's still us, and no one is going to get that reference. So moving on. This week, as you might have guessed, we are going to be talking about guns. And not just the tools themselves, but some of the misconceptions, good and bad laws surrounding them, and things you should probably know if you're thinking about your first purchase. Linked below will be some of the sources we cited for this episode if you're interested. If this kind of content interests you and you like what you hear, make sure to give us a follow, like, subscribe, tweet, all of the various things. With that out of the way, welcome to episode 36, Gun Talk. everybody welcome back to the anarchy arena podcast uh of course i'm john the joker and today it's just gonna be me and chris uh aka the metal barrett chris how you doing today, hello bud? everybody i'm uh i'm doing well i uh it's 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 been it's been a week it's, oh, it's, it's been a week it sure as shit has um so we we plan to do this episode before what's going on uh what what's happened um with Jacob Blake and uh, of course us losing our king. Um, so Wakanda forever. That's right. Uh, so, and, and, and to be honest, uh, I really don't want to do an episode on that again, because I think we made our points very clear. Uh, so to be honest with you, if you still don't think black lives matters and you still don't think black people have to deal with uh, systemic racism, you're an idiot. Uh, but today and you uh, probably shouldn't be listening to the show anymore. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if you're still listening to the show, that means we're changing your mind, which is a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing to change your mind every once in a while. Like, for instance, what yes, we're going to talk about today, which is, yes. of course, the um, Second Amendment and gun rights. Uh, I want to start this off with exactly the amendment we're talking about, which is the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Um, very controversial amendment. Like not even just talking about like now I'm talking about the way it was written back in the day. There was a lot of legal gray area with it, um, which is weird. Which at the, at the, well, at the time was kind of the point because the founding fathers were smart enough to know that technology was not going to stay the way it was. Things were going to change. So they left it at least as many historians interpret it, they left it vague on purpose to allow for change and amendments and for it to, you know, move with the times. Well, yeah, because they, they intended for the Constitution to be a living document. Uh, yes. It, like, it, it was supposed to be a document that was constantly changed. Things were taken out, things were put in, stuff like that. Uh, and I know a lot of people that worship the Constitution don't believe that, but uh, sad fact of the matter is, is that's that, that that they literally said that, so... Yeah, read your history books, kids. Not even read your history books. Read read more than just textbook. Um, 
Like there's a lot of books out there, but uh, Chris, uh, Chris and me have kind of had this eternal battle about the second amendment. Um, cause Chris is very, uh, very pro gun. And I, for a while, and I, my mind has changed on this as well. was very anti gun. Uh, and you may be asking what's changed my mind on it. Well, what changed my mind on it is when I literally saw the government systemically oppressing people out in the streets without a care in the fucking world. Uh, and now I'm kind of like, no, it might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of weird to, to say that, but that's, that's what changed my mind. Um, and I'm sure some of you are probably thinking, really, Chris is a gun guy. It sounds pretty left to be a gun guy. Yep. I'm one of those weird lefties. That is a gun guy. There's not very many of us. Uh, well, we're a very small club. We have, we have parties every once in a while. They're usually in the uh, bathroom hangouts of our local range. Uh, don't come. <laughs> well, like that, that's, it's funny you say like, it's a weird group of lefties. Well, that's the thing. Like lefties that like go beyond liberal usually don't have a problem with guns. I mean, shit, Karl Marx himself said that it's necessary for people to arm themselves in case of a revolution. And yes. he was real goddamn left. So, <laughs> um, which uh, I'm glad you bring that up because that's part of the reason I wanted to do this episode because uh, more and more people, especially with everything going on in the world right now, and we're specifically here in the States, uh, more and more people I'm seeing are questioning and trying to get information and are even looking into making their first purchases. And to me, this feels like an opportunity for me to be able to go, okay, well, what do you know? What should you know? What do you think you know that's not right? And Because if someone's going to go out there in the world that owns a firearm and I know them, I want them to be as knowledgeable as possible before they do it. I want them to know the facts. I want them to know the fiction that's being spread as fact. I want them to know how much of an important thing it is and how responsible you have to be if you're going to do that. I personally think that it's a skill that everybody needs to have. Whether you choose to use that skill or not is up to you. I think it's a skill everybody needs to have, though. Right. So in light of the fact that a lot of people are looking into making their first purchase, especially with everything going on right now, I thought this was the time to do the gun talk episode. Um, and just, just call us bing, bing and bang, not click and clack, bing and bang. <laughs> um, well, the, like, here's the thing, uh, as much as there have been lies told about guns and don't get it twisted, there have been lies told about the dangers of guns. There's also a lot of propagandizing of the gun, especially in the States. There, absolutely. There is like the deification of the, uh, of the armed citizen in this country is part of the reason why gun laws and gun gun rights have been so fucked up is because of how guns are portrayed in our country. Um, they're unfortunately portrayed in large part as a symbol of masculinity. Yes. And that that's something that desperately, desperately needs to go away. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a very simple fact that you need to take through the rest of this episode. The gun is a what? It's a tool. Um, thank you. It's a tool. <laughs> Just like a spoon or a pencil or a saw, it's a tool. Believe it or not, someone highly trained enough can kill you with a pencil just as easily as they can kill you with a gun. This is true. Uh, but also, the difference is, is someone that's not as skilled in killing someone with a spoon 
uh, will not have that amount of ease as they would if they try to kill you with a gun. Guns are pretty idiot proof. That's by design. Uh, especially yes, modern yes it guns. absolutely is. Like, yes, it is. It is meant to be idiot proof. It's supposed to be a low barrier of entry. Uh, which, I, like, like I've said, I, I was once one of those like, all guns should be bad. No one should have guns. Why do you need guns? And now I'm seeing a, an oppressive government, and I'm like, oh shit, that's why. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you, why did you think that? What what, what was the driving force behind all guns need to be banned? I I, I want the answer. Okay, well, we've I think we've we've alluded to my past uh, regarding guns. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, have you ever shot a gun? Yeah, I've shot plenty. I've shot I've shot everything from like a fucking small pistol to uh, I've I've shot an AK-47 once. Uh, that was an experience. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, um, uh, to me, the problem, the problem is, and I said this, to, I've said this to you multiple times. I'll say it on here. Problem is to me, isn't the gun. I don't give a fuck about the tool. What I care about is the craftsman. And the problem is that the craftsmen nowadays, or at least what I believe this, have become too enamored with the whole idea of the gun of, you know, I need a gun to protect myself. Yeah. But what happens when you don't have your gun on you? What are you going to do then? Are you fucked? Like, have you done any other personal defense training? Uh, because if the guns, you're not only your first line of defense, but it, it, not only your last line of defense, but also the first line of defense, that is a very dangerous mindset to have. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, you should be able to defend yourself. Uh, if you're being physically assaulted of any type, you should be able to defend yourself what you have on you. You may not always have your gun on you. Um, Correct. And, and, and we alluded to this and we'll get into this uh, deeply here in a moment, but the, the culture around gun ownership in this country, especially the part of the country we live in has made it to where I feel like I wouldn't be uh, accepted. Like, like, conservative gun owners like to tout about how liberals want to take your guns, but they haven't done the research to find out that Donald Trump has actually got a worse second amendment grade than Joe Biden at the moment. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, cause Joe Biden just wants it. it, it it's a stupid idea. Uh, it, 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 it is a disarming idea. Yeah. Uh, he, he wants to reinstitute an assault weapons ban. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the few times I have a whole page of notes here. And believe me, we're going to get into why that's a bad idea. And some of you are going, wait, that's a bad idea. Yes, it is a bad idea, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but at least he wants to go through the courts and try to do it legally. Um, Donnie doesn't want to do that. Donnie wants to take your guns first and do process very far distant second. Um, because that's what fascists do. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's another one for you guys. <laughs> yep. um, in case you didn't hear that in the back, Donald Trump is a fucking fascist. Yeah. I'm seriously uh, waiting for him to grow a tiny black mustache. Well, <laughs> like this election is either the next election we have. It's either going to be one we have uh, just another in a long line of every four years, or it's going to be the last one we have for decades. You take your pick. <laughs> Uh, yep. And that's not me fear mongering. That's literally in the playbook of fascism. Yep. Matter of fact, uh, I went out shooting this past weekend with a buddy of mine, a rather conservative buddy of mine. And if there was one thing we could both agree on, it's this one way or another. Doesn't matter which side of the argument you're on. 
one way or another, come November, shit's going down. Yeah. It's just a question of which direction it's going in the yeah. downward direction. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about to get really, 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 really interesting. It's already been a very, very interesting 2020. And I say interesting with a tinge of sarcasm. Uh, yeah, no joke. And coming in the next couple of months, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very, uh, it's going to be historic to say the very least. I mean, shit, this year's already been really goddamn historic. Um, it's going to get worse. And most of it, not in a good way. Yeah, no, it's, mm -mm. but, uh, we're kind of rambling here, but, uh, but yeah, no, like I, I want, uh, this is the reason why I was, uh, the reason why I was against guns is because the people that had them were the people I didn't want to have them. Like the people that were using those guns to prepare themselves for some fucking civil war that's never going to happen or some race war that they keep trying to make fucking happen. And that's never going to happen or well, or, or, or that been. same group of guys that had their guns, you know, to stand back against the government. And then, you know, when shit started going down, where, where, where are they, everybody? Oh, they're standing Where's with the, the government. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, they're fine so with oppression for you. Oh, they're fine with oppression. So long as they get to be the oppressors, that's, that's exactly. the thing. Exactly. That's the, that that's, that's what the bulk of the, of the two airs uh, or the gun nutters, if you will, uh, do is we're, right. we're, we want to stand against the tyrannical government unless we agree with that government. And then we want to stand with them. And it's like, guys, <laughs> if, if nah. free, uh, no, uh, a lack of freedom anywhere is a da uh, danger to freedom everywhere. Um, and people are slowly, slowly, but surely having their rights taken away. And you guys are standing with the oppressors. You're literally the embodiment of why the second amendment was written in the first place. Exactly. And I, and I want to make a distinction here between the gun nut and the crazy gun nut here. Here's the big distinction. Both of them are probably going to have a house full of firearms. Both of them are going to have, all manner of firearms that you could possibly think of from the tiniest tiny to the biggest big. The difference is the gun nut will tell you every fact and, you know, where it was put together and what its original use case was for in the first manufacturer. Whereas the crazy gun nut is this one's for shooting people this size. This one's for shooting people that size. This one's for shooting deer. This one's for shooting big motherfuckers. And this one's for shooting people I don't like. That's that's the difference. OK, be better example, better example. OK. A gun nut is someone like Keanu Reeves. A cr an insane gun nut is someone like Joe Exotic. Yes, that, that is a much, much more apropos example for, for 2020. Uh, there's so much misinformation out there in the world about the gun and about the laws involving the gun. So, so let's, let's break some of this down real quick, everybody. First of all, uh, the big one that I hear, and you used to say this too until I... Uh, educated you a little bit on it well, big one a lot of people get on is well as far as gun control goes is well we need to close the gun show loophole we need to close the gun show loophole hey guys there's no such thing all for some reason there seems to be this common misconception that when you go to a gun show that you can purchase a firearm without a background check let me clarify something for you Unless you live in a state that does not require you to go through an FFL, a federal firearms license service, for a private sale, all gun purchases go through a background check of some kind. Yeah. Um, and, and 
The end. End of discussion right there. Every single one, unless you live in a state that doesn't require private sales go through an FFL. Like, for instance, Tennessee doesn't require that private sales go through an FFL. So in that case, there is no background check. In every single other case, there is bar none without exception. Yeah, well, and and the other part of it is, and and this is the part I still hold on to, is like, yeah, but you're implying that everybody does it a legal way. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, my white trash ass, no, 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 no. Like (laughs) Some people just buy guns. Like (laughs) You're you're absolutely right. That that is if you're going to do it the legal way. Here's the second misconception is that banning certain types or all types or just the gun in general is going to decrease gun violence. Let me let you in on a little fact, everybody. If let's say I'm going to go commit a crime and I know that having a gun is going to make committing that crime easier. I've already committed, no pun intended. I've already committed to committing that crime. I've already committed in my brain that I need a gun for that crime. Do you really think a law is going to stop me when my aim is to commit a crime to begin with? No, a bad guy who wants a gun will find a way to get a gun. You cannot you cannot legislate a mindset well and that has that has to be a cultural change right but and play a little bit of devil's advocate here um making something illegal makes it more difficult to get your hands on like for instance yes and no for for instance drugs uh if i want to go get like a fucking eight ball of coke uh, i need to know somebody in order to get that eight ball of coke um i mean i can ask around for people i can say hey do you know where i can get some coke or anything like that and it'll lengthen that process like the background check does. Um, and then I eventually find, find whatever I need. Um, now, do I, do, I, do I think that, excuse me, do I think that um, it's a, uh, like, like, are people just going to go to the black market and get a gun? It's like, mm, maybe. Uh, More than likely. But, the, but. Most of the time, they don't have to go to the fucking black market. <laughs> as, as it stands right now, no, they don't. Yeah. But if you create the need for a black market, a black market will arise. Oh, I'm Look talking at, about I'm talking about just flat out purchasing a gun. Like you don't like most people that have access to guns that have access to a lot of guns, uh, especially in America. Um, yes, that's the reason why this. That's the reason why this isn't going to work. Like if you ban exactly. the purchase of the guns, it doesn't matter if the guns are already there. <laughs> and that's that's another misconception that I wanted to touch on. A lot of people like to say, you know, oh well, country X did this and country Y did that. Why can't we? Here, here's here's very simple. This is uh, from the Small Arms Survey of 2018. For every 100 people in this country. There are 120.5 guns. We have more guns than we do people. That's why what you hear happened in Britain and Australia will not work in the United States. There are simply too many out there. And if they are banned outright, there will become an underground trade. People will be like, well, I'm not getting any more, but I can use some more money right now. Let me sell off these ones I don't use. And they're not going to be real real choosy about who they sell to. Some people won't be real choosy. Case in point, uh, look at Prohibition. Uh, we outlawed yep, exactly. the sell and manufacture of alcohol, and people were real confused by that because they're like, wait, y'all banned it? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> tough shit. Uh, not, and- not to mention lots of local small-time police departments were actually making money off of uh, runners <laughs> and whatnot during Prohibition. If y'all don't think that'll happen, if there's a gun Prohibition... You need your brain checked. Yeah, you need to come to the South once. <laughs> yeah, once. Just once for just like once. five minutes. Yeah. 
Just go to a small southern town to figure out how how corrupt a police force can be. Um, yep. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like uh, uh, I was, I was sorry. We keep running no, into fine. each other, but I know. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say, like you know, th- like those are some big myths that are easily busted. Uh, yes, like they come from a place. Uh, understand? Like I said, I used to be on that side. But now, like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, guys, you're not addressing the real fucking problem here. And we need to address that first. Um, because the real problem is, is that we is, is culture that's that surrounds that surrounds firearms and the Second Amendment. That's what we need to fix first. Um, but I agree. <laughs> like that, like. All right, fuck it. That's twenty minute episode. <laughs> right? No, no. You're, you're you're making a valid point. We have to change the culture. We have yeah. to change the way the gun is looked at. And I am a gun owner. I am a legal gun owner. I am what I like to consider a responsible gun owner. And the vast majority of gun owners are those people. There is yeah. a handful, just like in every group, that will do the wrong thing. That are the quote unquote bad apples, yeah. uh, as that term likes to be banded around in this crazy fucking year. So. So when you talk about gun reform and about gun control, you need to talk about common sense laws. And I know it's a bit of an oxymoron because common sense isn't common, but you need to talk about things that make sense. So, for instance, things that don't make sense. Gun free zones don't work. <laughs> yeah, it's like a drug free zone. I can't tell you how many times I smoked a joint in a drug drug free zone. <laughs> exactly. The gun free zone. You know what the gun free zone is? The gun free zone is a feel good measure. It's yeah. kind of like um, kind of like airport security, oh, uh, not airport police, but airport security. Right. T- a lot of the stuff like the, that the TSA does. It's, yeah. it's a feel good measure. It's theater. Yeah. A gun free zone is theater to make you think that you're safe. And then as a general, rule, if you think you're safe, then sometimes in certain areas is less going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But is it going to go down to zero? Absolutely not. No, there, there's always going to be a r- risk in your life of going anywhere. Um exactly like living is 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 risk management um (laughs) breathing is is hazardous to your health okay come on people um wear a mask Uh (laughs) um no shit please please wear a mask don't wear a mask if you're carrying though because in most states that's illegal you cannot cover your face while you're carrying if you have a carry permit of some sort so don't Carry your gun and wear a mask. If you're going to wear a mask, don't carry your gun. Yeah, just <laughs> unless you live in one of those states that doesn't give a shit, which there are very few of. Right. Um, but uh, so so what are some what are some facts about gun ownership that you want to like get across? Because a lot of people think like owning a gun and having a gun in the house is is a terrifying thing. Well, I've lived with Chris for almost what, two, three years, almost. Oh yeah, almost almost three years now, and I have three sitting in the house. Yeah, and I I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm exactly. Like, so okay, so some of the things that I think people need to think about if they're going in to make their first purchase, uh, the first thing I want people to think about is if if you're serious about buying a gun, if you feel that's what you need to for security, okay, that's fine. Here's what I want you to think about first: What is your primary use case? Are you planning on getting a concealed carry permit and carrying with you everywhere? Or are you using it for home defense? Because that brings a whole different set of options with each one. You need to think about your use case and what your most likely scenario that you're going to need it in. Okay. Second is uh, the mindset. Gonna... Uh, you go ahead yeah. and make your point. Uh, no, no, I wasn't going to make a point. I was going to ask a question, which is, okay. um, what, what would be the differences between those two? 
So, for instance, uh, if you're going to if you're someone who feels like you want to carry around on a daily basis, obviously a shotgun's not real practical to carry around on a daily basis. Hey, That's you. a sidearm kind of job. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't possible. I just said it wasn't practical. Okay. They get heavy. They bang into things. Not that kind of bang. You know, they just bump into stuff. Um, a, a, right. Uh, a, a sidearm would be the more practical choice there. Okay. For home defense. It's the reverse because of the types of bullets that normally get placed in medium to large caliber handguns. If you live like, and I do, a townhouse, that's a bad idea because chances are with thin ass fucking drywall, that round's going to go through and potentially hit someone in your neighbor's house. So something like a smaller shelled shotgun might be a better idea, like a 410 or even a 12 gauge with, you know, birdshot in it. Something that's going to take care of whoever's coming into your house but not go through your wall and ruin your neighbor's night either. Right. So you got to think about that. The second thing that you really need to put in your head, if you are going to do this is I want you to walk into it with this mindset. I am buying this. So I have it and hope to never use it outside of the range. Or if you're a hunter hunting, right? That is the mindset you need to have going into it. I have it. It's here if I need it, but I hope I never have to use it on a person. Yeah, because if you have anything other than that mindset, you don't need to be owning a gun. You probably need to be in some kind of counseling. Well, like, okay, for instance, uh, and and I lived with Chris for three years. I don't think I've ever seen him pull his gun out on a human Um, or even have the thought of pulling it out on another person. Um, There are a lot of people that get these guns and then walk into stores like Billy Badass, see someone walk walk out with like fucking, you know, like a pair of underwear and chase the person out of the store with guns a blazing. Uh, right. That's stupid. That is dangerous. And if you it's, it's illegal and it's illegal. So if you what if you're a, if you think that that's why you need a gun so you can stop crime, uh, you're not Batman. You're not the Punisher. Stop fucking cosplaying and uh, maybe do like a little bit of internal counseling. Um, exactly. Like the Again, the gun is a tool. Ultimately, it is a tool for two things, self-defense and feeding yourself. Right. Hopefully not off the same thing that you were self-defending yourself from, because that's a whole other topic that we're not getting into (laughs) right now. Um, That's ultimately what it's there for. Yeah. I I can't wait for the cannibalism episode. (laughs) Coming up on episode 40, everybody, we're going to talk about cannibalism, which neither of us have totally any experience with whatsoever. (laughs) Wink, wink. but yeah, those are the those are the mindsets that I want people to walk into it with. And again, like I said at the beginning, if you think that this is something you need, then okay, make the right steps, do the right research, look at what's right for you, look at cost, look at your living situation, you know, look at whether or not you plan to carry on a daily basis, look at the laws in your state. Does your state allow you to carry in your vehicle without a permit? Where do you need a permit? Where can you carry? Where can't you carry? Um, what are your state laws? If somebody breaks into your house, all of these things are things you need to be looking at before you ever even start scrolling through the, okay, let's find one to buy. At least in my opinion, those are the things you need to think about before you even start looking at, uh, you know, breaking it down to which weapon you're going to purchase. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I have depression and I have very manic episodes when I reach my lowest points. So that's probably the reason why I never want to own a, own a gun myself. Uh, I don't trust myself not to even th- have the thought of it. So, um, 
I mean, like it's a fucked up situation, but I know what my mental health is and I don't want to jeopardize my health and, you know, my friends and family that by me having easy access to it. Um, so, and, and I know some of you are thinking, well, Chris is right across the hall from him. That's pretty easy access. Ah, it's not quite as easy as you think, because there's another thing you need to think about when you own a gun. How are you storing it? Yeah. I don't know where the fuck Chris, Chris has his guns at any given moment. That's part of it. Yeah. You should, you and anybody you trust in your house should be the only people that know where it is and how to unlock it. If you choose to have it in a safe person, I think everyone needs to have their guns locked up in some way. If you have children in the house, unfortunately, it's not a law, but it should be federally nationwide to have your guns locked up. Do yourself a favor. Just make your life easier. Keep them locked up. Yeah, it's not that hard a thing to do. It's not even that expensive a thing to do, especially if you only own handguns. You can get a small safe and stuff a couple in there and you're good. Yeah, you can get a lockbox. A tiny little lockbox will fit, too. If that's all you got, that's all you need. Yeah, you don't need a you know, two hundred two thousand dollar gun cabinet for two pistols. Yeah, now, if no. you've got five or six or eight or 12, okay, then yeah, you might need a $2,000 gun cabinet. But at this point, you've already made that investment. So like. Exactly. So, so you're okay with doing that. Right. Um, you, you also need to be aware of some of the misconceptions that are out there. For instance, uh, John, do you know what the most popular gun in the United States is right now? Well, it's not the AR-15, is it? It, it most certainly isn't the no. Actually, it is. It is the most popular <laughs> rifle in the, in the United States right now. Do you know what the AR in AR fifteen stands for? And I'm kind of hoping you get the answer wrong so I can prove a point. Well, if you'd asked me before I knew the answer to this question, I would have said assault rifle. But that's not what it stands for. It's for the gun company, which I came. I don't know off the top. It, of my it's head. for the company that originally developed. It's called it, the AR stands for Armalite Armalite Rifle right. Model fifteen. That's what it stands for. Not assault rifle assault rifle is a moniker that was put on by politicians and the media to describe what they saw as a certain type of weapon yeah. in reality quote unquote assault weapons are, are not a thing it's it's a moniker that's been placed on certain guns yeah um, so the, get that out of your head right now the guns that look tactical um. <laughs> yeah, ta- ta- tactical yeah copyright bow the fifth column yeah uh, also we want to thank bo because a lot of the stuff we're going to say today comes directly from a few of his videos so bo if you ever hear this we thank you very much and we are directly citing you and i'll make sure that a few of your videos are linked in the various descriptions for this episode because i have used them as sources right um which bo has so yeah. his sources in there and you know stealing from one person's plagiarism stealing from multiple is uh is research so exactly <laughs> Uh, so, so some other misconceptions that people have is, <clears throat> oh, well, you know, nobody needs an AR-15. Mm, that's a that's a nuanced statement. Do de- it depends on what you're doing. Um, if you want to have a small caliber rifle to defend your home, that isn't a townhouse. Let's say you own four or five acres and you're worried about someone coming in on your four or five acres and you want the most effective tool for the job. I might tell you to get an AR because yeah. it can hold a decent amount of rounds. It's a good rifle. It'll get the job done. It's relatively easy to maintain and take care of. And the ammo's not fucking expensive. Yeah. It's so, like what? Nine millimeter. If that. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's two, two, three, two, two, two three, three or five, okay. five, six, unless you pay the money for the NATO standard seven, six, two. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And, and I, two, two, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Cause a lot of people don't realize that they see the bullet for an AR 15. I want you to imagine in your head, 
and this I'm going to use the wrong term here on purpose. I want everyone who's listening to imagine in their head the machine gun bullet. Okay, close your eyes. I want you to see it in your head. Okay, first of all, an AR is not a machine gun. Secondly, that bullet that goes in the AR-15, it's probably about the size that you're picturing in your head right now, maybe a little bit smaller. That's what's called, as a general rule, on the smaller end of things, that's a 223 caliber. A small bore hunting rifle, the smallest caliber you can get, is a 22 caliber. Do you know what that means? That means that that bullet that's in that AR is .003 larger than the tiny little 22 caliber that sounds and has recoil and does about as much damage as a BB gun. I, I can do damage with both. I can take out somebody with both. Yes. But that's literally all. It's .003 larger. That's it. That, yeah. That's literally the only difference. Yeah. And so when you think you're getting this big, badass, powerful thing, it's really not as powerful as you think it is, guys. It's also not as scary as you think it is. Well, yes, yes. And let's be honest here. If the AR-15, the AR-15 being the most popular gun is the reason why a lot of people associate the AR-15 with great tragedies, because a lot of times in these mass shooting incidents uh, in American history, uh, they use the AR-15. And it looks like ah. a terrifying gun. And it's, you know, it, like, association isn't necessarily guilt. Um, like, uh, you, you, you bring up another one of my points for me. Thank you very much. Assault weapons make up roughly, are you ready for this number? 2% of all active shooter incidents. So that right there is incorrect information, actually. The, mo the vast majority of mass shooter incidents or active shooter incidents happen with handguns. Matter of fact, I have the percentages right here. I told you all I did research, motherfuckers. You didn't believe me. In 2016, there were 11,004 gun homicides. 65% of those were with handguns. Not the AR-15, not shotguns, handguns. What's the number for mass uh, mass shooting? Like more than that, just... that's all that's all gun homicides put together. OK, see, that's the thing. Like while that while I agree, yes, most gun gun crime and gun violence is done with small handguns. I want to know the number for uh, incidents that involve more than just one victim. Uh, you know. I, I try to look up those numbers, to be honest, and they're very difficult to find. I don't know why, Gee, but they are. I wonder why. <laughs> there, maybe there's that a might have to do with the gun. That <laughs> might have to do with the gun lobbies. I'm not discounting <laughs> that that might have to do with the gun lobbies. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, maybe there's a three letter organization that's currently illegal, a lot of legal trouble that, you know, maybe the reason why you can't find those inf that information. <laughs> maybe and, and this next statement's about to come from a proud gun owner. <laughs> Fuck the NRA. Yeah. Fuck Wayne LaPierre up his fucking old man asshole. Wayne He's doing more to damage gun culture than he is to save it. Yeah. Wayne LaPierre has done more to take away gun rights than to protect them. Uh, Correct. It, like, that's not even an opinion. You can literally look up the man's fucking resume, look up uh, all the cases he's worked on. He wants to take guns away from you. And, he, and he, he wants to give them to only people he wants to give them to. Right. Uh, like, for instance, the biggest gun ban in the world. Do you know what, what uh, political party the biggest gun ban in America came from? I don't know, John. Why don't you tell me? Came from the Republican Party. Matter of fact, came from Ronald Reagan himself. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know why he did that? Because Black Panther. please. Because Black Panthers are starting to arm themselves and saying we're going to police our own streets. Yeah, uh, you can tell the cops to fucking leave. Mm hmm. So. 
and the NRA backed that shit, by the way. Uh, yes, they yes, they did. Like, and I think this was before be, be, Wayne LaPierre took over. Uh, I want to say uh, I, I don't know how long Wayne's been in charge, but other than the answer being too long, uh, <laughs> either direction, it wouldn't surprise me if he was in charge or at least working for them at that point. Right. But yeah, that that that's where a lot of this comes from is lobbying groups like the NRA only want people they like to have guns. Not yeah. everybody, just the people they like. And I think you can guess the kind of people that the NRA like. We don't need to spell it out for you. You've all got brain cells. If, especially if you're listening to this show, you better have brain cells. <laughs> um, well, all you gotta so, do is watch like an hour of programming on NRA TV and take a shot for every time you see a black person, you will be stone cold sober. <laughs> uh, it, it depends on what hour you're on, because you might see Coleon, who is uh, him and I don't agree on politics and we don't agree on a lot of things. I will say this, though. He is probably one of the most well-spoken gun advocates I've ever heard. He doesn't go out there and spew out propaganda. He gives you the facts as he knows them. And if he's wrong, he will say he was wrong. So as far as anyone that you can, he doesn't work for NRA TV anymore because they had a falling out or whatever. But as far as anyone who did, that would have been the only guy over there I would have trusted because he would have given you no nonsense. Yeah. Um, that, that being, that's, a completely different tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Coleon all day. <laughs> I will, oh, I could. I, the things I agree with and the things I disagree with. I disagree um, with a lot of a lot of shit he talks about, but that's me. That, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> that that's for another time. Yeah. Um. So so what would work? Let Let's talk about. Okay, we've talked about things that didn't work. We've talked about the propaganda and the fake, quote unquote, to use the to use the term, the fake news around the guns. Let's talk about the things that could work that okay. might help solve. The problems we're having in this country. I have written down here five steps. Some, some a couple of these I took from Bo's video. Some of some of them I've edited, uh, and I've added one myself. Five steps for gun reform in this country. You ready? Sure, hit me with it. Okay. Step number one: raise the age for all private firearm firearm ownership and carry to twenty one. Yes, because right now. It is legal for an 18-year-old to buy a rifle. You have to be 21 to own a handgun, but you can own a rifle at 18. Yes. The only exception I would make to that is anyone in military service or anyone who is a law enforcement officer is allowed to have their duty weapons in their home. They cannot have privately owned weapons until they're over the age of 21. Your duty weapon's one thing. That goes home with you every night. That, right. That, that's just the way it is. Privately um, owned is a completely different story. Yeah, and... And well, you know, the only problem is that very recently we had a 17 year old go out with uh, the gu- a legal gun that he had and shoot five people, kill two, kill two uh, of them. He, he couldn't legally own that gun. He right. couldn't legally uh, be transported or transport himself with that gun. He couldn't legally do anything with that gun, which means someone illegally bought yep. it for him. Yep. Uh, so we should be charging his mother as much as we're charging him. Right. OK, that's again, that's a, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> um, Number two, all those charged with animal abuse or domestic violence related charges may not own in addition to all those already not legally allowed to own a firearm because animal abuse, specifically animal abuse, is one of the first signs of sociopathy and psychopathy. And it's one of the first signs that a lot of people look for and domestic violence. And that includes both men and women accused of domestic violence. Yes. This is equal opportunity here, folks. Domestic <laughs> violence, men or women, I don't care who you are or anything in between. If you have a domestic violence charge, you should not be owning a gun. You are obviously have too many issues. You need to be in counseling, not at the range. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this doesn't mean like if you've been accused and then been proven in the court of law that 
who haven't been guilty of these crimes. We're talking about people that have pending uh, pending charges, pending uh, court case, and people that have pending actually, investigations. Yeah, and people that actually have that have a criminal charge of domestic and animal abuse. Because um, I know I know a lot of people that have been accused of domestic abuse and have never done it, and later found out in court exonerated. Uh, though you know, I'm not saying those people shouldn't have guns. Uh, we're saying the people that actively you know, actively kill animals, actively hurt people. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't have a tool that makes that a lot easier. Bingo. Um, like, okay. Uh, point number three. All weapons must be kept in a locked container when not in use. Now, I know some of you young guys are going, oh, man, really? But think about it. Is it really that hard a thing to do, guys? Is it really that hard a thing to just lock your guns up when you're not using them? Well, it's not. <laughs> It's really not. Oh, man, that means you can't have the gun rack on the back of your truck. Yeah, that means you can't have the gun rack on the back of your truck. It should be on the inside of your truck at the very least. And someone asked me, well, how would you enforce that? Well, let's face it. We're not breaking into people's houses and see if their guns are locked up. So the way I say it is this. Treat it like the seatbelt law. No cop is pulling you over. I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Very few cops are pulling you over just (laughs) for you not driving with your seatbelt. They're pulling you over for speeding or reckless, and then they see you not with your seatbelt, and they hit you for that, too. Right. So let's say I do something stupid. They come into my house to question or investigate or whatever, and they happen to see I have firearms that aren't locked up. Oh, you're not following this law either. We're going to slap this charge on as well. That's how you enforce that. Right. Very simple. Yeah. Treat it like the seatbelt law. Yeah. And, you know, like I can already hear some of the comments we may be getting on this, which is basically like, uh, well, you know, I, it's my legal right to have a gun underneath my pillow in case somebody breaks in my house. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Like you, you can, you can believe that all you want, Hoss. But the problem is uh, when you, when you do that and let's say someone grabs your gun, like let's say you have a 16 year old kid who's getting bullied at home, a bullied at school, and then goes home and knows exactly where your gun is. And then it's goes under your pillow unlocked. It, yes. Uh, he grabs said gun, goes back to school and kills five people. Um, is it, is it his fault for killing those people? Of course, but it's also your fault for not being able to distance himself from that option. Yeah. It's also (laughs) your fault for not teaching him properly. It's your fault for not keeping it safe. It's it's, it's real simple guys. It doesn't matter if you have kids in the house or not lock up your guns. It's just, it's just a smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) that's it it's just a smart thing to do i mean i I was gonna try to add something to that but no like that that's the end of it that's it (laughs) uh point number four and i brought this up earlier uh require all private sales to go through an ffl yes that means if i've got a gun and john wants to buy it instead of like it is now in our state where he just hands me money i hand him gun and it's over no All private sales need to go through an FFL. Some people are like, oh, well, I don't I don't want them knowing I have it. Whoa, 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 guys. This isn't a registry. We're not talking about gun registration. We're talking about you going through a federal firearms licensor so you can get a proper background check done and that everything is done above board. That's it. Is it a little inconvenient? Yeah, maybe. Are you going to pay a little bit in to the tax man and for the uh, background check? Yeah, you are. But so what? Wouldn't you rather have peace of mind knowing that the guy you're selling a gun to isn't a convicted felon who can't legally own a gun or, you know, didn't get charged with three DUIs? Case in point, I enjoy the herb, my friend. I support legalization, but it's going to be more expensive. I don't care. I'd rather buy my my stuff from somebody I know is going to be a responsible seller. 
Um, because I've I've I bought some from from some shady dealers, and I, I felt horrible every fucking time. I'd rather buy it from a guy that's named Todd, or the hell, if it was a black owned place, I'd go there first. Um, and 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 I'd rather pay like an extra five bucks to make sure I'm not getting fentanyl on my shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's simple, guys. You're gonna pay a little bit of overhead cost, but in the end, it's gonna make everything better for everybody else, right? Huh. You're going to do something mildly inconveniencing you that's bettering everybody else. God, that almost sounds like the mask thing, too, doesn't it? <laughs> also, not a big fucking deal. Wear a goddamn mask. Yeah, if I could work in a hot kitchen that's 120 fucking degrees in front of a fucking grill for eight hours while wearing a mask, you can go into Walmart for 20 minutes wearing Bingo. Um. <laughs> um, point, point number five, and th- this one I'm, I know I'm going to get some pushback on and I don't care. Point number five, any item which makes a semi-automatic weapon, which is the majority of most guns in, that are on the market today is a semi-automatic weapon. One trigger pull equals one bullet. Okay, right. That's the definition of semi-automatic. Any item which makes a semi-automatic weapon have a higher rate of fire goes under a class three license. Things like the bump stock or the digi trigger. Okay. Yeah. Some of you are wondering what's the class three license. Class three license is the certification you have to have to own fully automatic weapons. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not banning these products by all means. If you want to own one of these products, you should you have every right to own them. However, you need to apply for a federal class three license to own them because now you have something that other civilians don't and shouldn't have. Therefore, we need to be aware of you. It's that simple. And if you're willing to buy one of these products, which are usually relatively expensive, then is it really that much of a leap for you to go get your class three license? Well, and if you don't fit, if you think that's too much of a leap, do you really need one of these things anyway? Because I can tell you the answer is probably no. You don't need a bump stock to go deer hunt. I'm sorry, right. you don't. And, and, you don't need a digi trigger to go deer hunt. And Might if you make do, it a little bit more fun, <laughs> yeah, but that's not the point. And if you need a digi trigger or a bump stock to go hunting, like deer hunting, you're just a shit shot. You should really not yeah. have a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a really bad shot if you need more than two rounds to take down that deer. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, uh, th- these, these are simple, common sense easy things to enact legislatively. The right. other side of this is, is what we've been saying all along. We've got to change the gun culture. Right. And uh, again, I'm going to pull from Bo here. We, we, we need the media's help with this one. We need massive marketing and ad campaigns directed at taking the gun and returning it to the idea of a tool instead of the idea of a, as a symbol of masculinity. Yeah. You also, at the same time, need to have a massive education campaign. And some people are like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? Very simple. Here's how you do that. You know what used to be in schools way back in the day? Rifle teams. Used to have rifle teams in schools. And they taught gun safety. And you know what you didn't have nearly as much of? Shootings. So let's let's put it back let's put it back in the high schools. I'm not obviously not saying bring real guns into high schools, okay? Do it do it with something relatively realistic, which let's face it, the airsoft guns look and function a lot like real weapons nowadays it's a it's a little fucking crazy yeah it's uh, fucking teach, it, weird. teach it like yeah it is teach it like driver's ed okay you offer driver's ed in public schools you're not paying anything extra for it they're already doing it and then when you come out of that then you're eligible to go and do your road testing okay treat it like that do the basic version or even the full version of the hunter safety course and a firearm safety course in high school you pass that okay now, if you want to go carry, you have that certification. Yeah. Or if you want to go and take your hunter safety course, well, you've basically already done it. Now you just got to go take the test. Yeah. 
Put put that back in the high schools. Or, put that training there so people are like, oh, well, this thing isn't that scary. I mean, that, 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 that all makes sense to me. And then you make it not taboo. And when it's not taboo, you don't have kids going into mommy and daddy's gun closet going, ooh, what's this? Bang. Uh, I disagree with you on that a little bit. Here's the reason why. Um, people already know that guns are fucking scary. Um, I don't think, I don't think anybody in, in this world doesn't think that, that guns can kill people and that they don't respect guns. There's a reason why this shit, and, and I'll say this, understand that even though like we, it seems like we hear it every day, it's not every day. Uh, it's, it's far too frequent, but it's not every day. Um, people understand that guns can kill people. Uh, but the problem is, is that a lot of, a lot of kids, especially teenagers, uh, like think back to your teenage years. Uh, would you say that you were emotionally equipped for some of the, uh, some of the societal burdens that you, that were kind of pressed onto you in high school? Fuck no. Uh, like there's a lot of kids that get that maybe not even necessarily get bullied, but be get ostracized because of how they look or how they act or the people they associate with. Um, Marilyn Manson, I think had the best, best, uh, response to somebody asking, you know, the kids at Columbine, they said they listen to your music and listen to you as a great influence. Uh, what would you do if you met them today? And he said, you know what I would do? I would listen. Cause that's the problem. Nobody's listening to them. Uh, as much as Chris, like Chris wants education, which I agree with a hundred percent. I think we need to, I think we need to have that elective course for people. Uh, I also think that we need to up the amount of child psychologists and, uh, early, uh, early adulthood, uh, psychologists in schools, uh, because there's like, there's a lot of complicated issues that happen and kids don't want to tell their parents and they don't want to tell their friends, but they may tell a complete total fucking stranger. Like, Hey, I've been going through this, this, and this, and I need someone to talk to because I'm, I'm starting to scare myself or I'm starting to have really violent thoughts. Um, as much, as much as it'd be cool to have a rifle and hunting safety course, I, I, I agree with you on that. I think we also need to address the mental health aspect of a lot of these, uh, school shootings and mass shootings, which is it's somebody that has been either picked on their entire life or has been, you know, gassed up to be like, you know, Hey man, you're right. You're hundred percent right. You know, it's, it's a complicated issue, especially when it comes to teenagers. Um, you are 150,000% right on everything you just said, except for one thing. Okay. At the beginning, at the beginning of your, of your rant there, you said guns kill people wrong. People kill people. The this gun is simply a tool that aids them in doing so. Let me let me give you guys an example of why I say that. Okay, a lot of you remember the episode that we had my father on. Okay, retired police officer. And tell you a little story. This is what he used to do to recruits on the first day of class: get up to the podium, take his weapon out of the holster, put it on the podium, look at the kid in the front row. Hey, uh, son, would you mind uh, watching that for me? Yes, sir, sergeant. Do the whole lecture, the introduction, blah blah blah. Get to the end of the class. Uh, you were watching that weapon for me, right? Yes, sir, sergeant. Did it do anything? No, sir, Sergeant. Exactly. Guns do not kill people. People kill people. And that's where everything else that John just said is absolutely right. We have to address the mental health situation in this country. That's a big problem with the gun culture. So I want everyone to remember that the gun by itself is nothing more than a tool. I, and, and you're right. You're right. But 
the gun helps. <laughs> like, like the, again, <laughs> that's what a tool does. Yeah. Is it a, it can, can you can you put a screw into a piece of wood with your hand? Yeah, you can. <laughs> is it gonna hurt? And is it gonna suck? Yeah, it will. Will a screwdriver make it easier? Damn straight, it will. Right. Same logic applies. Right. Uh, and, and and if I said that, I, I, I apologize. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, is, you know. The gun gun aids people in making horrible fucking decisions. Um, like I, I'm actually glad that you said it, so <laughs> I could make that point. Though that's why I let you keep yeah. going. So I'm glad you did say it that way, so I could make that point because right. I really want to drive that home to people. The gun by itself will not do anything to anybody. Okay, I could leave mine sitting in the lock cabinet for the next 20 years, and you know the only thing that would happen to it, it probably stopped working. Yeah, it's good. That's about it. It'd get rusty. That's about it. Yeah, that, that's about all that would happen to it, guys. It's not going to get up and grow legs and walk around and start shooting motherfuckers. Yeah, it's not how that, they work. But that's that's also kind of being a little bit uh, d- dishonest with the with the phrase guns kill people. Uh, nobody actually believes that a gun's going to walk up and kill someone. Um, no, but but the problem is, is that people have this irrational fear of a gun. They see one. Even if someone's not holding it, they see one. And they immediately get afraid. Well, why are you afraid? It's just sitting on a table, guys. It's just a tool. It's just it's just like if you set the table with a fork and a knife, it's just sitting there. Yeah, but this this, this is this is where I bring up the the taboo thing. Like I said before, if you if you have guns in the house and you have kids, the safest thing you can do is teach them young, teach them to respect it young, because then it doesn't become taboo. For instance, I knew that if I ever wanted to see any of the guns that my dad had, all I had to do was ask. I had no need to walk into where the guns were and go find where the key was and pull one out and play with it on my own. I didn't have to because I was taught respect from an early age, and I knew that if I wanted to see one, all I had to do was ask. That's how the situation needs to be treated. Okay, let's um, play a little bit of devil's advocate here, because uh, okay. especially when it comes to like child psych- child psychology, let's say you did you were treated to respect the gun and all guns, uh, but let's say. You are a, in high school, you're like a freshman or sophomore, and you're getting bullied mercilessly. Like, it's not stopping. You keep trying to, um, uh, he keeps trying to, um, you keep trying to talk to your parents about it. You keep trying to talk to, uh, your counselors about it, your teachers, your principals. Nothing's getting done. Matter of fact, it's getting worse. Um, you go home, you know how, where the gun is, you know where the key is. And you think that's you may think that's the only option you got left. Um, now, like, sure, you may have respect for that weapon and you may have been told like, hey, this is what it does. This is what it, this is how you should treat it. This is how you should brand, uh, you know, walk around with it. Um, so uh, but but still you're being emo- you are in a deep pit emotionally and that could that could trigger you to doing destructive things. So you're not wrong. Again, it goes right back to what we were saying about mental health and child psychology. You're absolutely right there. The counterpoint I'd like to make to that is at least for my use case. And I think this should be every case. I didn't know where the keys to the safe were until I was old enough to not make to not be making emotional decisions. I didn't know where the key to the safe was until I moved out of the house. That's when I found out where the key was. Yeah, and that's how it should be. Your kids do not, they can know where the gun is. They don't need to know where the locking mechanism is. Yeah. It's that simple. Keep them locked up. Keep them out of your kids' reach. Keep them up someplace high so they can't break the fucking thing open. 
Yeah. Okay. But it, it, treat, treat it with respect. And along with, you know, learning or teaching young people to treat the gun with respect, teach them to respect life. Yeah. That's okay? a big fucking thing. That, that, that's a big fucking thing because if they don't respect life, it doesn't matter if they have respect for everything else. Yeah. They could respect the shit out of your, out of your gun collection. But if they don't respect the value of human life, all that respect for your gun collection is going to go out the window at some point. Right. Teach people to respect life. And right. part of that is understanding that, guess what, guys? Everyone's got some kind of mental health issue. Yeah. Big or small, every single one of us has one. If you don't think you, you have one, I guarantee you you're wrong. Yeah. If you don't think you have one, that is your one. <laughs> that is your one. Is you thinking you're perfect. Because yeah. guess what? Nobody is perfect. It is impossible. You can have really amazingly incredible good people, but they're not perfect. Nobody is. We're humans. We have flaws. It's that simple. Everyone's got an issue. So we need to recognize that fact and make it okay to get help. Make it okay to talk about those issues. Make it okay for a grown man to need a fucking cry. Hey, guys, if you need to let it out and you need a fucking cry, guess what? Go have yourself a good fucking cry. Matter of fact, if you need it, I got two fucking shoulders. (laughs) One for one brother on one, one for one brother on another. It's that fucking simple. Yeah, No one should be judging you for that. Yeah, we don't have to wear shirts or anything. It'll be cool. <laughs> I mean, I might wear a shirt because you know tears are a little wet. And I just I I took a shower earlier and they're salty and what it doesn't matter. I've got I've got two shoulders. I got I got two places for brothers to cry on if they need something. Okay, yeah, I'll cry don't, with you. Don't feel right? exactly. Don't feel like you got to bottle that shit up. Right. Talk to somebody, whether it's a professional or not. Yeah. Talk to somebody. I recommend it be a professional, especially if you think your issues that serious. But you're absolutely right. That is one of the biggest issues with gun control is the mental health is that people think that that's the first thing they need to reach for when you know what the first thing they should be reaching for is the phone. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that fits in your hand. Yeah. Uh, that can save lives just as quickly as a gun can. Um, absolutely. You know, it's uh, and I think we'll, we'll end on this. Cause like this, this episode was, it was about guns, but it was more about, uh, mental health and um you know trying to fix mentality um owning a gun doesn't make you a big man. Uh, it doesn't make you a small man either it just makes you another person um and i say man understand that i understand i know that women own guns too but the majority of the gun culture is very masculine and uh, very male oriented and yes. it's very male oriented so that's where i'm coming I mean, from Let's face it, guys. We see very few ads with scantily clad dudes holding rifles. Okay, let's just be honest here. They're 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 few and far between. And God damn it, there's an audience for that. But that's beside the point. Um, there probably is. <laughs> um, we are trying to like we're we're not trying to take away like I'm not trying to take away your guns. Uh, matter of fact, if anything, I think we should start. Yeah, I think the left should get over how guns are icky. Um. I think that we need to to address the real problem in this country is the fact that mental health is seen as this taboo subject that you're not supposed to talk about, that you're not supposed to, you know, if you're a man, you can't be depressed. You just need to suck it all in. And those emotions you need to hide. Uh, No, that's bullshit. Um, You need to talk about it. Uh, And if you're having those destructive thoughts, like, don't drive an hour away to go shoot somebody that's that's not what you need to do drive an hour to a fucking therapist uh we need to we need to 
like as much as we need physical health care in this country, we need mental health care as well. Uh, that shit needs to start being covered. Uh, that shit should be free. People should be able to go to like maybe like a giant hospital where like the most violently uh, violent of the insane may uh, may be kept so they can be not only rehabilitated or possibly even, uh, you know, where they could possibly be released after rehabilitation. But maybe if that's beyond the point, a medical professional could take care of them, you know, like we had before, uh, you know, Reagan. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe that's that's the thing. We need to start giving a shit about mental health in this country instead of acting like it's something that only pussies talk about. Because um, I've heard that shit before. Like, it's like, yep. oh, you yep. have depression? What's it? Pfft. I ain't got time to have depression. I got a full-time job. Okay, buddy. Like, hey, guess what? None of us have time for depression. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't have time for Simple depression. Like, <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody got time for that, bitch. Nobody got any time for that. We get it. Yeah. That's not the point. We all got it anyway. Um, I want to I wanna end on a slightly positive note here. Um. Like I said at the beginning, I'm noticing a large uptick in people, especially people that I know who are considering making their first firearm purchase, partially because of everything going on in the world. You think that shit might hit the fan and you want to stay safe and you want to keep those around you safe. And I think that's a laudable goal. If you know me personally, please feel free to reach out to me. If you have questions, I am more than happy to have this discussion with you. If you do not know me personally, find your local gun friend. You've got, we've all got him. We've all got that one friend. <laughs> find him. I guarantee you he will be more than happy to answer any question you have. He or she, just like me, will be more than happy to take you out to the range for your first time so that you can experience it and know what it's like and decide if it's for you. And to the point you said about you don't need to drive an hour to shoot people. You should be driving an hour to your therapy. Let, let's, let's go a middle ground here, guys. If you really feel like you need to punch holes in something, go drive an hour to the range. Go punch holes in some cardboard. If you really need to pull a trigger that bad, go to the range. Yeah. Probably isn't still not the greatest mindset to be carrying a gun, but if you're going to do it, do me a favor. Go to the range. And if you own a gun, do me a favor. Go to the range more. And I need to take that advice myself. Yeah, you do. Keep your guns safe. Keep your kids safer. Ask questions. Don't just take the facts that you hear everywhere at face value. Do your own research. And we're going to link some stuff in the descriptions uh, about some of the stuff that we talked about. And I hope everybody learned something from this. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you want to hear us talk more about guns or if you even want more of a fun, lighthearted about you know, the stuff I like or whatnot, we can definitely talk about that. Say something in the comments or tweet at us or anything like that. Right. But with all that being said, I've been Bing. He's been Bang. <laughs> this has been Gun Talk. Wait, I thought my name was John. Nope, nope. It's Bang now. I'm Bing. You're Bang. Okay. And there you have it, folks. Episode 36 of the Anarchy Arena podcast, Gun Talk, featuring Bing and Bang. It's still me and John in the bag. This was a really good episode for us to make. Uh, These are conversations that John and I have been having in the house for a long time. And with everything going on, we decided it was time that we bring those conversations to the show. Now, like I said before, All of the sources that I used will be cited in the show notes and the video description if you're interested in looking into more detail. And if you have any comments, questions, concern, throw us a tweet, throw us a comment, get a hold of us however you can. We'd be very interested to hear from you. And we will see you next time on the Anarchy Arena podcast.